It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Copy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind it is Monday up in this bitch. Yes, it's Monday. And welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind and unofficially known as What What? Yes, Suck Your Mum. <laughs> Yes, but it's not Monday for me. It's like Monday for you. I did if you're listening to this or Tuesday for you, because I know some of you have your podcast listening day as Tuesday, but I'm recording this on Sunday and it's Mother's Day and I've been doing bits today. Um, I'm Kelechi Okafor, as you should well know by now. But if this is your first episode, hi, weirdo. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Kelechi Okafor, a.k.a. Kelechnikov, and... I'm really surprised actually that some people who have known me for a long time haven't realized where Kalechnikov comes from. It's like Kalashnikov, the AK-47. Someone tweeted at me today and was like, your name sounds like a Russian spy. And I was like, yeah, Kalashnikov, the AK-47 is a, it's a gun. Oh my God, why didn't I realize that? And I was like, mm, yeah, that's that's really rather odd. So you can sit in the corner and you can have the dunce hat. Um, but yeah, so hi, 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 hi. How are you all doing? Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Wonderful start to your week. I, for one, have been doing bits this weekend because obviously we had International Women's Day and then... Um, then the wow festival's been on and then sunday the time of recordings mother's day so you know a lot of woman woman things have been happening so saturday i spoke at an event and it was a panel discussion and i was with three other people well, four other people um and it was just it was just really wonderful to speak to a room full of women and just feel those vibes it oh it was gorgeous so big up yourself black barbie events that was actually sick um and yes, so I did that. And then today I was at South Bank Centre doing a twerk shop. Big up all of the people who came through to support me. I really, really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, it was rammed. I was in the claw ballroom, which I obviously failed to realise was that bit, you know, the middle bit when you come through the doors to the Royal Festival Hall and the bit on the right, that massive space. So I was there and it was just wonderful to see all of these people like watching and um, really getting their lives and the number of people that came to come and take part. I haven't had a crowd that big, I don't think, of adults since I did the Victorian Albert Museum with Galdem. So that was just phenomenal. Today has been so amazing and they had such a great time and I was so 
so pleased with myself and so proud of myself that I could do that. And big up Jenny for coming with me, a constant source of support. Jenny came through and she was demonstrating in the audience for me. And it was just truly, truly wonderful. Um, it was fantastic. And then obviously yesterday, the apart from the workshop, um, apart from the panel discussion that I spent most of my day at, in the evening, I saw my baby girl, my ultimate baby girl of life, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie at the South Bank Centre in conversation with Rennie Edo Lodge and gosh, it was, it was wonderful. So if you don't know, Rennie Edo Lodge, she um, is the one that's written the book, um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And obviously Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is just, you know, everything, half of the yellow sun, the purple hibiscus, the thing around your neck. Um, we should all be feminists. Dear Ijawele, like, come on, come on, Americana, true, true baby girl. Like, ugh. I feel like she's my big sister, you know, like she's actually big in the game, not just because of the acclaim that she has, but just because of the person that she is. She's just so wonderful. And I love that she showed me how you can eloquently just tell people to suck their mums. And I said what Araskla said, like she had such a way about her that it just made me feel like, you know what? I love it. I don't think I could ever be that kind of person like that kind of composed the kind of composure that she has is um a very signature thing to her i have my own brand of how i go about speaking my truth and she has hers and i just love hers and i respect her greatly and shout out to um all of the baby girls that came up to me um at the south bank center to tell me that they love my tweets and they love the podcast and everything else like i don't think you guys understand first of all what you need to understand is that I'm a shy person. People don't seem to get this. They're like, you're not shy. You can never be shy. You're so loud. Actually, no, I'm a very shy person. I'm I'm not to say that I'm quiet. Like I'll cuss you out if you deserve it. But in terms of the fact when, when I meet people, I'm just very kind of quiet. Um, but this is where my observational skills come in. So I don't jump straight away and start chatting. But so if, if you, if yes, uh, when you met me at the South Bank Center, if I was just giggling like a maniac, it's because I'm so truly touched that people actually listen to my podcast or even, you know, love my tweets to that. And like, you, you, you are so kind to like see me and, and show me that love. Like it means so much to me. And it's, it's fairly new to me, you know, like it's fairly new to me. I'm not used to that. And um, I so, so appreciate it. Like, I don't think you understand how so many of you made my evening, like you made my evening absolutely perfect. Not just seeing Chimamanda and Rennie, but also having you man, well, girls, obviously, but I'm using a colloquialism, like, you, you know, you girls roll through and be like, you know, I appreciate you. Someone said to me, oh, you know, the way that you're fangirling about um, Rennie and Chimamanda, that's how we are feeling towards you right now. And I'm just like, nah, I could never be on the same level because of what I'm feeling right now. But that means so much. Like I am so humbled because, you know, I record this podcast and it is what it is. And I write my tweets and it is what it is, but it means so much when I know that it impacts other people and it makes more pe more women and more people generally sure of their own voices. Like, ah, it, it was just wonderful. So thank you so, so much um, for that. Ah, yeah, it was great. So now, 
let's move into tarot. Yeah, let's just get into the tarot. So this week I pulled the star, the star card. So the star card, I'll just explain it to you is um we see a woman a naked woman um and she is kneeling on the land she's got one knee and one foot on the on the land and she's got one foot in a pond sort of situation and there are seven small white stars and then there are there's one big big star in the middle so the seven stars i feel i meant it uh to signify our um, chakras um and she's pouring water onto the ground and also pouring water into the pond. And whenever I see water, I'm always thinking, you know, intuition and spirituality and that sort of thing. Um, and we've got the bird, the um, ibis or abyss, whichever one we want to call it, is um, perched on the tree nearby as well. And that signifies thought. So you, it's, it's a contemplative card. It's a contemplative card and it speaks to an equal kind of like an equilibrium of nourishing your spirit world as well as nourishing your physical world. And sometimes this is like, when I saw this card, it really spoke to me because I feel that I'm someone who kind of like exists between, we all exist between the two, but I feel like I definitely feel the effects of both, like the spiritual as well as the physical. And sometimes, you know, being able to channel those things really helps to guide the decisions that I make. And so we see, um, and this is a very Aquarius card as well. It's a very, very um, Aquarius card, but um, it's one of those things that just speaks to the fact that for us to have true balance in our lives, we can't um, indulge too much in the physical world because this physical world also is a construct. It's a construct. We construct reality and we all collectively decide on a reality. Yeah. But the spiritual realm, that's, you know, that's what we need to nourish because that's what keeps us going. And we are ultimately divine beings. So we should pay attention to those things. And ultimately this card as a whole, the theme of it is because it comes after the tower card and we've and in the tower card, we see like destruction, fire, everything, aguan, everything, just like everything's falling to shit, basically just ruin and conflict. And for me, that's what I had this time last week. I was dealing with conflict from a little rat and, um, I, had to really take on board what Leona Nicole Black was saying, what Tatiana Taro was saying, just um, messages that I was getting from everywhere, left, right, center, that fam, be cute, be regal, don't stoop down to someone's level, leave people to chat shit. And even Chimamanda said it, like she would have told her younger self not to worry so much about what other people are thinking. For me, it's what other people are saying, because the only reason anybody in this life I feel could ever chat shit about me is because they don't know me or they're jealous of me. And that's not to big myself up like I've got one massive ego, but I ultimately know that I am doing bits and I'm doing it for the collective good, not just for my immediate immediate gratification, not for my, you know, personal, not just for my personal gain. So if someone's out here moving mad and chatting shit, it's not my personal responsibility to try to 
rectify any record you are channeling negativity that's on you you do what you're doing at the end of the day me and the god that i serve i'll always continue to live and walk in my greatness that's really it so i felt very much that tower card energy last week where it was just like conflicts and just you know endings and things like that and endings that are aggressive and that other people didn't want so they're fighting against it and they want to just move mad and chat shit but the tower card comes straight after that where everything you know is there and it's and it's in ruins and now the ground that has been everything that has been burnt to the ground we're now replenishing that soil to grow something great and that's what we see in the star card with the woman nourishing the ground as well as nourishing her spiritual self like we have to keep remembering that the vessel that we need to make sure that is always replenished is ourselves yeah you can't give what you don't have so to make sure that we are looking after ourselves means that we are therefore able to give to our um, our immediate environments and more like our global environment. So big up the star card for coming through and just reminding us and reminding us of the idea of hope, you know, that there is always there's always going to be a way home. You're always going to that that star is going to shine and lead you to your way home even in the darkest of nights, like you will be fine. Even if you feel like you can't see any way through what's going on right now, fam, you're going to make it through. That's what the star card is telling us that there is definite hope. And all of this at one point will be something that you look back on and you'll know that it made you stronger because you made it through. So that's the star card for us. And that was all nice and lovely. So let's go into share your magnificence this week. So share your magnificence. I've got a few bits and I've got a few bobs. Um, let's start with um, let's start with D Brave. So D Brave sent me a message and says, "Greetings, Kalechi, long-time podcast listener, first-time emailer. In big up yourself, D. Just listened to uh, podcast number one today, so thought I would drop you an email before I listen to the SYM bonus episode. Actually, I'll pause here and say we didn't even talk about last week and the emergency straw episode. I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it, and I'm really, really sorry about um, Richie's mic and that you couldn't hear him. We had some technical difficulties, but um." It was enough. I feel like you got most of what he was saying and we'll have Richie back at some point so you can definitely hear him say some some more of his wise, wise, light-skinned words. So, um, no, I love Richie so much. Like, he's just a beautiful, beautiful boy. Um, yeah, so we'll do more of that. But I'm so glad that you enjoyed the emergency episodes and I'm so pleased that you listened to one and you went straight and listened to the others like the numbers are equal it's not like you just listen to one you listen to both of them and some of you watched as well so thank you so much all the viewers as well like that means a lot anyway back to this so again i feel like i'm one of the ambassadors of ferrera roche part at a ferrera roche party because i'm just like kelechi with two sym's in one day you are spoiling us <laughs> I've been waiting to email in for the longest, but there is always some, there's always been some obstacle in the way. Your tarot reading for episode 12 may have something to do with it. Fear not, um, fear of you not reading this, stop me from clicking the send button. But Chale, 
I've said bye-bye to this irrational thinking and will deliver this first class. Firstly, a share your magnificence shout out to Pen Pally, aka Natalie Grant, founder of 13 Rhythms, an organization that specializes in nurturing and encouraging entrepreneurship and professional development. Pen Pally was at a crossroads in her life a few years back and decided to do some volunteer work in Zimbabwe for six months. She came back re-energized with purpose. Um, Pen Pally utilized the connections she made out in Zim to create um, RE13, a social enterprise to support the starting up and to keep um, to, to support those starting up and to keep sustainable micro and small um, enterprises in Zimbabwe. My second shout out goes to um, the Gele Gang, the founders of African Ladies Day at Royal Ascot, Rachel Rose Palmer, Toyin Mayor Kasali, Yvonne um, Sivendrella Green, and Jennifer Jen Jen Apia and Chrissy Addy. This year will be the fifth year of African Ladies Day, where the Gele Gang organize a package including entry, transport, and food where ladies can socialize, network, show off their traditional wear and let our African culture shine for all to see. I wouldn't have known these women if it wasn't for a Facebook group created by the ESN podcast guys. While um, I was traveling to Japan, um, um, uh, they did an honorable shout out to them for inadvertently. um, So inadvertently, what? Wow, D. Punctuation. Okay, I wouldn't have known these women if it wasn't for a Facebook group created by the ESN podcast guys while I was traveling Japan. So honorable shout out to them for inadvertently bringing us all together in one place. Just to clarify, ESN pod didn't create their brilliance. It just gives me the opportunity to know these amazing women personally. Finally, um, two things I wanted to ask was that has Southwark Pomplex police stopped messing with your brother? No, they have not. But we're, you know, we, we will persevere. And also, did the police catch the waste cadet? I love that word. My cousin and I used to use it all of the time. Um, did the police catch the waste cadets that stole your phone? No, they did not. See, the job that the police should be doing, they're not doing. And the job that they shouldn't is where they'll go and chuck their head and they'll be doing that. So no, no to both things. Um, every so often, both these subjects cross my mind. So I thought I'd tag them along to this email. Apologies for the length of this message, but I couldn't condense it more than it has um, than it has been already. Imagine the higgy hagger I had to cut out. <laughs> Your podcast is a great way to start your Monday and your whole life is a source of inspiration from your social media presence to your twerk classes. Continue to be great in 2018. I love it. I'm beating my chest twice in salute. Yes, D-Brave, beat your chest two times because you'll do it. I love just all that you managed to fit into this email. All of the shout outs that you managed to fit in is actually in itself is magnificent. So you are magnificent, uh, magnificent D. Thank you for sending that through. And so, um, for Pen Pally Natalie, um, her website is 13rhythms.com and um, the Gele Gang is africanladiesday.co.uk. So you guys can find them there and join up to the ting. So thank you, D. I appreciate that. And then, <laughs> oh, sorry. Then I've got um, a message from Michael, a share your magnificence from Michael. And I love who he decided to shout out. So I'll read it. Um, hello, Kalechi. Hope you're well. 
Firstly, I just want to say a massive thank you for all the amazing work that you do for people and being such an inspiration to many. Secondly, I want to dedicate my Share Your Magnificence to Nicole Crystal Krenzel for all the amazing work that she does for young people and for black women and from being one heck of an inspiration and icon to many. Ever since she and her best friend Paula um, hosted Black Girl Festival, Nicole has been doing big things for the community and has been working hard to help give young people and black women what they deserve. A big shout out to her for being such a legend. Thanks again, Kalechi, for taking the time to read this quick letter. Wishing you all the best. Thank you, Mike. I really, um, I really appreciate that. That's really nice of you to send in, especially about Nicole, because I saw Nicole at the Change Foundation um, International Women's Day event that we did at the Black Prince Community Hub um, near Vauxhall, and Nicole just has such an aura about her and is truly ah oh, it's just truly comforting like she's achieved so much she's highlighted so much when it comes to mental health and just black womanhood both she and Paula are just baby girls of the highest echelons like I love them so much like they are wonderful wonderful women but Nicole my god continue to do great work sis I love your new haircut you're looking flamey just every day just serving me that dark skin realness them that just oh I I live for you babes I live for you thank you so much for all that you do so that's Nicole and then I've got um a message a message from Jordan Jordan says, hi, my name is Jordan, Jordan Fenty. I started listening to your podcast last month. I'm a big fan. I love your authenticity and confidence. I'm on my year abroad in Japan. And why is it that all of you are in Japan? The first D was in Japan. Now you're in Japan. Like, can someone take me to Japan, please? Ah. Anyway, um, I'm on my, I'm, on, I'm abroad in Japan and it reminded me so much, um, let me start that again. Hi, my name is Jordan Fenty. I started listening to your podcast last month. I'm a big fan. I love your authenticity and confidence. I'm on my year abroad in Japan and it reminded me so much of home back in Southeast London. I'm not quite there yet to be sharing my magnificence. I don't think you're always there. We are always there to share our magnificence because we grow where we're motherfucking planted. Okay. So you're magnificent. Thank you. Anyway, I'm not quite there yet to be sharing my magnificence, I don't think. I have some things cooking, though. You really weren't kidding when you said 2018 would be our year. I'm just writing to tell you that I really appreciate your podcast. Living in London, I didn't really experience much racism. Going to uni in Manchester and working in a white-centric popular chain of pubs um, meant that... Um, with the people that I encountered, um, I got to really experience some of the upfront nonsense and ignorance. Um, someone once convinced that my curly hair was the result of the perm, was a result of a perm. I really get on, um, I really get on with the sense of unapology that I get from the podcast. No, you probably get a lot of people saying it, but I just wanted to share the impact that you've had on me in the short time I've been listening to your podcast. Your honesty in particular is something that has really resonated with me. I lost my mum three years ago and I live with my sister when I'm not at uni. To listen to you talk about losing your father really touched me. While I have a long way to go in terms of dealing with the trauma and grief that comes with my loss, listening to you talk about it has at least helped me to talk about it more openly when I'm not feeling 100%. I'm actually planning a social campaign for when I come back to the UK. I'm at a stage where I'm going to start pitching it to charities for funding. 
One of the projects in the campaign is a short film that covers elements of mental health, loss and toxic masculinity. While the idea of making a short film remains terrifying, I think that without listening to your podcast, I would not have uh, the confidence to have added the short film as one of those projects. And of course, shameless promotion. I write a blog called The Black Martial Artist. My fondest memories growing up was watching martial arts movies with my mum and sister and my fixation on martial arts only grew from there. Of course, as I grew up, I rarely saw any black martial arts stars. There was always the constant narrative of a white dude going to an East Asian country and beating the Asians at their own martial arts, but never as many about black martial artists. So I resolved to become one. It's just a mix of me being shamelessly philosophical and nerdy. Um, it's a bit of a rough read, but I'm improving. I'm really not asking you to promote me, but you're someone I admire and respect. I love for you to, um, I would love for you to read a post. And he sent me a post called Facing the Unknown, which is brilliant. And um, the blog uh, site is blackmartialartist.blogspot.jp if you guys want to check it out because we need to support those in um you know in our communities that are doing different things um because you know it's important it's really really important so I'm loving it big up yourself Jordan for sending this through and Jordan says I'm low-key getting shy so I'm gonna send this before I start editing and cutting out massive paragraphs hope you have a good day yours sincerely Jordan P.S. I really vibe with you calling yourself a dickhead in recovery. I've been looking for a way to properly define my actions. Thank you. Yes, because we just have to be real about things. Like, I don't want people to put me on a pedestal. And I think that that's what happens in this society with the trauma that we are faced with almost on a daily basis. People are looking for someone to look up to. And I don't think that we should be looking up to people. I think we should be standing side by side with people and looking to our sides to see them there. We have to stand together. Yeah. Because I feel like whenever people put people on pedestals, there'll, there'll always be some motherfuckers that want to kick that chair down and knock them down. So for me, it's important that we all remember that we are all human human and we are all flawed and we are all on individual journeys and we should honor and respect that so that's important for me but thank you Jordan for sending this through it's truly wonderful and I hope that you're having a great time in Japan and just can't wait to learn of all of your experiences when you're back in the UK so yeah big up yourself and now my final um my final share your magnificence this week is um from Sarah um, she says, hi, Kelechi. I hope this isn't improper, but I just wanted to say it was really nice meeting you tonight at the start of Rennie Edo Lodge and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's talk. As I said, I listen to your podcast every week and the things you say and more importantly, how you say them really resonate with me. Ever since I started university at 18, I'm 29 now, I've struggled with the label of angry Jamaican or the angry black woman in predominantly white spaces. So much, uh, so much so that I was forced to quit my job as head of English at the end of 2016. The head teacher at my school did not like me because, um, as someone said, I'm too vocal when I wanted to do things or change things in the best interest of my department and my students. Um, I would ask and I would advocate and often my passion was mistaken for aggression because I wasn't afraid to challenge the members of the leadership team. He subsequently treated me really badly, despite the fact that I 
I became the most successful head of English the school had ever seen in my first year on the job with no help from him or his leadership team. Therefore, Hearing another black woman like you with a platform like yours speak in such a raw manner with so much passion and so vociferously makes me feel like it's okay to continue to be me and to express myself in the way that I see fit, irrespective of how other people might receive it. I write in my spare time and I'm finally learning to become less afraid or ashamed of my own voice. I know you must receive a number of letters every day celebrating you for being the inspiration that you are, but after tonight, I felt compelled to send you one of my own. Thank you so much. And I am ready for Monday's podcast. Well, this is it, baby girl. This is it, Sarah. This is it. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is Monday's podcast. And I've read that out because I appreciate you. You know what? I just think it's important to say like, should, whenever you feel it in your spirit to, 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 con- to just tell someone that you appreciate them, do it, do it because that is your, your spirit self calling out to you to call out to someone else. And you never know when they need it as strong and loud and confident as you might think some people are, you don't know the, the impact of your words and what it truly means to them. So I feel like never shy away from, from being able to do something kind for somebody. It means so much because like certain man, certain man saw me at South Bank Center. They saw me um, after Chimamanda um, and Rennie's talk and they saw me with people, but for some reason they feel like maybe you know, I'm blowing up and I don't feel like I am because I feel like the work that I'm putting in, the things that I'm seeing come through for me aren't even currently meeting the work that I'm putting in, but I'm grateful to God that I'm even seeing these things manifest. So I will never knock that. But the thing is, I've been working, you know? So when these people see me, they pretended that they didn't see me and um, tried to walk straight past, even though I saw that their friend was saying to them, look, 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 there's Kelechi, but they wanted to actively ignore because they're not, because they feel like they're big in the industry and they're not ready yet to accept me as a peer. They still want to talk to me in, in a manner that's like, oh, you know, I've got all these connects and you don't have these connects, but these times, baby girl, I continue to go viral. So what's good? Like what's good? Sometimes, humble yourself and see that people are working very, very hard and they deserve like they deserve the recognition that they get. Now, instead of getting into your feelings because you weren't, you don't feel like you are a part of their come up, you should just support them and support them properly. But when I saw that, it just changed my view of certain people. And I kept it as like a very vague comment on Twitter, because as far as I'm concerned, if you're, if the shoe fits, you're going to strut in that bitch. So if you know that you were the person that did that, you know yourself, you, you don't need to, be asking me to confirm because I'm not confirming shit yeah I'm just going to leave you in your lane and I'm going to do me so I'm saying this because there are people that have started moving wild the more they see that I'm accessing different platforms and I don't understand why they're doing that but I know that God works in mysterious ways and and we need to see people for who they truly are and people um sometimes people you don't see people. What you see is their insecurities. So that's why I'm not wiling out and I'm just not calling out names. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just letting people do what they're doing. I'm not handing out a straw of the week and being specific. Just continue doing you because God sees all, in it. But that's why it's important for me when people do say to me, you know, I appreciate what you do because 
I put a lot of effort and work into what I do. I barely sleep. Yeah. And I'm always the one that's telling everyone that sleep is important, but I barely sleep because I'm always like, what, what more can I do? What how better can I be? How much better can I be to the person I was yesterday? You know, that's what I'm constantly thinking about. And it sits in my mind, you know? So for some, some overgrown baby elephant to be acting like, oh, um, you know, I don't see you. You don't have to, you don't have to see me, but God does. So it's cool. It's cool. I feel like that was shade and I didn't really like mean to throw it, but sometimes the shade just flies out before you can catch it. Just boom. That's what happened. I'm really sorry. Anyway, moving on, moving on. So let's move on then to So You Mad. So you mad. Oh, actually, I forgot really quickly. Um, Legally Black I don't want to forget that Legally Black They are a collective That have been going around Putting around um, Movie posters And they've changed All the protagonists Like Harry Potter Doctor Who um, um, What's this one That she's always crying And writing in her diary Bridget Jones They changed all of that um, And put Black faces as the protagonist and base and basically their point is that if this shocks you it just goes to show that the films that we watch aren't diverse enough and i love i love that kind of subversive campaigning you know showing you that look you would have stopped to look at this poster because it doesn't look right to you it doesn't look normal to you and the reason it doesn't look normal to you is because the industry isn't as diverse as it should be so big up yourselves legally black i am loving your vim i am loving your vibe yes um anyway let's get to so you mad so you mad this week is nice and simple 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 mama mama it's nice and simple. Yeah. It's you man's MCM Skepta. Now <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful about how I do this. Cause sometimes I feel like people think that I'm very reckless when actually a lot of the things that I do are very, very considered and rather calculated. You know, I, I think about things and what the outcomes are going to be. And if I'm willing to accept the outcomes, then I do them. I didn't put Skepta in straw of the week. Why? It's very, very simple. And I don't, I'm not someone that likes to just be, be fake and not tell you the truth. I didn't put Skepta in straw of the week because his sister, yeah, his sister, Julie. Yeah. If I put him in straw of the week and I'm like, ah, suck your mom. That's me basically saying that, you know, I'm, I'm involving her in that, you know, and we can't be responsible for the behaviors of our siblings basically. So I don't want that kind of drama. I don't want to start insulting people that haven't actually done anything wrong to me. So that's why I'm just like, you know what, we're just going to talk about Skepta in So You Mad and not put him in straw of the week because you have to, you know, you just have to take time with things, you know, for instance, like my brothers could say something that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't want someone to now be saying, come on, so go and suck your mother and go and do this and go like, you know, like I'll be like, fam, as much as my brothers, what they say, were, was wild you're there she's my mum too you know so that's why it's um in so you mad and it's not in um store of the week so let's just get into what Skepta said uh when he went to when he was interviewed by GQ magazine because I ultimately believe that when these black men Anthony Joshua and Skepta when they walked into that building I want to know what air conditioning system they have in whichever building that all of these people did their interviews because 
there was something that was being sent kind of like the, the, whatever was being sent in terms of fumes through the vents it really affected their thinking because it's like they all just opened your, their mouth and it was like just verbal diarrhea just nonsense just fuckeries was just flying out of their mouth anyhow and i don't understand how that happens like don't you man have media training don't you have someone that's just like whoa 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 don't say that but actually, like Chimamanda said last night, I want to know if you've got fucked up views. I don't want someone to train you. So then I keep um, buying into you and I don't know that your views are fucked up. I want to know that a racist is a racist. I want to know that a sexist is a sexist. So actually, I don't want anyone to train you. Like, do you show us your entire ass? In fact, even show us your asshole. Show us everything so we know who we're dealing with. Anyway, I don't know why they asked him this at the GQ, but they said to him, are you a feminist? Your MCM said the following. I am for feminism. I stand up for women standing up for themselves in the same way I stand up for being black. At one stage, whites were racist to blacks. But now black rappers are saying stuff like white bitch, she sniff a line in their songs. But if a white rapper said black bitch, even if it was followed by anything derogatory, even if it wasn't followed by anything derogatory, even if he then called her the most beautiful flower, he'd get crucified. I think there's going to be a massive toppling. Women are going to be battering men for a little while now. So my first question is, Naomi, Naomi girl, what 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 you doing Naomi ooh, ooh girl ooh baby what you doing because I don't understand like you know what when the magazine cover well when those pictures came out of um Naomi and Skepta I stayed quiet because there was something in my spirit that didn't really take to it I just there was just I don't I don't see them in the same circles and, and and I just didn't see in my head what kind of conversations that they would be having. So it didn't really freak me and I didn't really like the boxers that she was wearing. Like Naomi is beautiful. She's incredibly gorgeous and I just love her face and all of that. But I didn't get it. I appreciated that they were putting black intimacy at the forefront i appreciated the the aesthetics like it was gorgeous in that sense but it didn't do anything for me so i didn't repost it i don't like all of that sensationalized nonsense so i didn't get involved basically i think i commented on it in the emergency episode and i just left it as that but yeah it's just i didn't i wasn't feeling the pictures from then so to hear now that skeptic said this while naomi was sitting next to him it just confirms why i didn't like the the pictures because i just feel like there there is a disconnect like what are you doing what what are you doing naomi what are you doing um it's so wild because there's also a video that gq made and Naomi's talking about Donald Trump and the fact that, you know, his racism is allowing for other people to now show their racism. And Skepta goes, um, well, what are you talking about? You're talking about politics. And then he puts an adult man puts two fingers in his ears, a finger in each ear to block out what Naomi's saying. And she was just like, oh, oh, don't worry. I, I know I know you don't like um, talking about activism. I know you don't like talking about politics. Honestly, um, I, I don't like I don't want to talk about politics. 
Why do you guys act like politics are separate from your lives? The personal is blood clot political. The, the policies that are decided upon impact you whether you realize it or not. You are not, no man is a motherfucking island, bitch. Yeah, the things that they're deciding in parliament affects you. Yet you took your your stinking your stinking weed infused fingers and then you put your your cocaine infused fingers and you pop them in your ear and you're like, I'm not I'm not listening at your at your big big age, fam. You're 35. You're fucking 35, and you don't want to have you don't want to talk about politics. What? It's so wild to me. And then, like, even the statement, there was one stage where whites were racist towards black. Bitch, when has that stage ended? Has that stage motherfucking ended? Like, did I miss the memo? Like, did I, did nobody tell me that racism is now over? But, oh, the reason that you think racism is over is because black rappers are now saying, white bitch, she sniff a line in their songs. Like, oh, but if someone said black bitch, fuck, they say black bitch every day in life, Yeah. They say it in life. And, and and the issue with this, as Chimamanda pointed out, when you guys like to do false fucking equivalents, is that you fail to understand power. Power plays an intrinsic role in references. Yeah? So when we, for instance, when we talk about when white people go, ah, ah, why is there no white history month? There's no white history month, motherfucker, because every month is white history month. For as long as we have been in our schools, our curriculum has been learning about white mediocrity, you know, thinly veiled as excellence, but all in all, just white mediocrity and theft and rape and pillage. Yes, that's why we don't need a white history month, because every month is white history month. Every month we are subjected to the decisions, the poor decisions that you and your ancestors have made. Thank you very much for your time. Now, please, on your way out, please pick up a straw and suck your mum. Thank you for your time. That's that's it. Yeah, that's why there's no White History Month because every month is motherfucking White History Month because why? Power, yeah? So you can't say that at one stage whites were racist towards black, blacks when um, there's a disproportionate number of black and um, Asian people who are in um, in the prison system. It's um, a disproportionate number of black and Asian people that are stopped and searched. Like, Racism hasn't stopped. I, I, and I don't know what, 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 what purity of cocaine you have to sniff to really believe that it has. It's it, because it hasn't. It really, really hasn't. And maybe you're on that organic shit now. I don't know. But, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. You can't say these things because when you say these things, it lets the white audiences that read these um, publications think that, you know what, since a black guy said it, it's obviously true. Racism is over. We don't need to worry about anything because now what uh, black rappers are saying Becky and they're saying white bitch. And, but that a, a white woman or being referenced as a bitch in songs isn't going to stop her from getting a job you know, but these terminologies that are used towards black women are actually symptoms of things that actually hinder black women from getting jobs and having relationships and all of that shit. Like 
you fail to understand that power dynamics play a role in these references and you can't just you know um turn them invert them and go oh yeah well it's all the same now everything's equal Oh, if a guy called a, um, a black woman a black, if a white rapper called um, a black woman a black bitch, even if he called her the most beautiful flower afterwards, it would still be offensive. Yes, because black bitch in itself is derogatory. White bitch is derogatory and black bitch is derogatory. One fool, one fucking village headmaster tried to jump in my mentions talking about, I usually agree with you on most things, but I feel like this is a reach because black bitch isn't offensive. You're a black man telling me as a black woman that black bitch isn't offensive. Why the, how the fuck would you know? How the fuck would you know? Because was anyone speaking to you? Were they were they directing it as you at you how are you the person that's not impacted by the term telling me how i should feel about the term i don't go around telling black men oh yeah well you know nigga this nigga that you can't feel um, offended about nigga and some people don't but some people do so other women might feel like black bitch is fine i don't it's that simple so it was just a fucked up interview. It was just a fucked up interview. And actually, you know, for years I've made jokes about, oh, I really would like it if Naomi Campbell would unblock me on Twitter. But you know what? Keep me blocked. I'm happy where I am because it goes to show that we all make poor decisions. Seeing this article shows and that video shows that you're right now making a poor decision. So keep me blocked until you get yourself together. Thank you. So that's it for So You Mad. I'm going to jump now to... Straw of the week, S-Y-M. Yes. So the first one, the first straw of the week goes out to um, Nottingham Trent University because of an incident that took place um, like last week or earlier this week. There's a um, young lady, Rufaro Chisango, who is a student at Nottingham, um, Nottingham Trent. And she put up a video and this video makes me so upset. She put up a video on her Twitter that so far has had 67,000 retweets. She writes on Twitter, yo, I'm fuming. The way people in the same uni halls as, um, as me are chanting, we hate the blacks outside my bedroom door. Words cannot describe how sad this makes me feel. In this 2018, people think this is still acceptable. She is the only black person in her halls, from what I know, and a black woman at that. And other white people in the halls have gotten drunk and whatever else, and they're standing outside her bedroom door and they're shouting. Like when you watch the video, they're like, fucking blacks, we hate the blacks, uh, black women, this, black. Your parents sent you to university to go and learn and to get a degree. And you are there outside someone's door spewing hate. And there was a few of them because you can hear that there are a few of them outside the door. Now, my issue is that she reported this to the university. She reported this to them that this happened to me. Did they do anything? No, they didn't get back to her for days. But you know why they got back to her? Because of Rascal's social media. That's when they were like, oh my God, we're so sorry that this has happened. But if it hadn't been for social media, they wouldn't have done anything. They'll be like, oh, we don't know who did it. We can't, you know, we can't prove anything. We can't do this. We can't do that. This is why you people have to understand that even being educated while black, traveling while black, breathing while black, I don't know, everything while black, but also 
studying while black being educated while black is a definite thing people and it speaks to the institutionalized racism of these establishments that something like that can happen to someone and the uni are so delayed in their response because ultimately they would have preferred not to do anything because you know who wants to um expel or suspend the white students oh my god we'd be denying the white students their education but these fucking pricks are denying her her education because they're standing outside her door and instilling fear in her that she can't come out of her bedroom door because of what they're doing it's so disgusting and it's so vile that not in a trend uni i hope that their student rates drop all the way down and that no one wants to attend like their application rates go all the way down because they've shown themselves to be incapable of protecting and um, and hearing and seeing black students. They don't deserve your money. Those thousands of pounds take it to another uni because they're not the ones that should have it. And I say that, and sadly, so many unis have showed their asses. So many over the years, we've seen so many unis show just how. Um, you know, instinctively racist they are as organizations and establishments. We've seen it happen. And I don't really know what the solution is, but I definitely think uni should be called out more on social media because now when the news outlets picked up the story, suddenly Nottingham Trent was on job and they were like, oh, oh, we've, uh, you know, we've reported this to the police. And, you know, this, this uh, two students have been arrested and rare, rare, rare and blah, blah, blah. But you weren't going to do anything initially. You were happy for her to just have that experience. So you were going to keep quiet. So fuck you, Nottingham Trent University. Fuck you, you dickhead. And I need you to all take straws and go and find all of your canonic texts written by dead white men. I need you to exhume the white men. Then I need you to ask them where their mothers are. And I need you to go and suck the mothers of the dead white men in your canonic texts. That's what I want you to do because you're all pricks. You're all pricks of the lowest order. Like, fuck you all. And um, Rafaro Chisango, uh, girl, I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. And fuck these bitches get your degree boo do you thank you so that was my first um straw of the week and i and i really took time to really visualize how i wanted to give them that straw um <clears throat> oh god my next straw um is a it's it's mm, it's going out to ben i think his name is ben rothenberg he is um, a journalist, a sports journalist, and he focuses mainly on tennis. This little bitch had the cheek to um, refer to an exchange that Serena Williams had with a reporter that was asking her questions at um, a recent press conference after she won the match because, you know, she's a baby girl and she's just black excellence through and through. So... She wins the match, she wins the game and um, she wins the tennis match and they're asking her questions. And this reporter can't even use their outside voice. They can't even speak with their motherfucking chest. And they're asking her about the TUE that was backdated in, um, I think it was, was it 2016? No, 2015 French Open. So I'll read you the, uh, the transcript of the, uh, the conversation that took place. Um, 
question from this stupid reporter. Serena, this was a while ago, but I haven't had an occasion to ask you before. There was a leak um, of some of your um, WADA documents showing that you got a backdated TUE for um, Pred Nisalone. Serena Williams said, "Mm mm-hmm. The fool then says, at the 2015 French Open, I was wondering if you could just address that a little bit and talk about how you got to take it. Why did why you didn't get a TUE at the time? Serena Williams says, why I didn't get a, excuse me, can you talk louder so everyone can hear you ask me about my drugs? Ha! I love that shade. And then this rat says, why didn't you get a TUE at the time? And just if you tested pos- a positive for the drug, Serena Williams shuts her down with a quickness and says, I've never tested positive. I've always gotten a TUE. So you should fact check that. In fact, the person doesn't give up. They go, you did get a TUE, but it was backdated. Serena Williams says, no, no, no. I actually wasn't able to play the French Open and I wasn't going to play it unless I had a TUE. Um, because if you remember that year, I was incredibly sick. I don't know how I even won the match. And I love that she threw that in. Like, babes, I was on, I was so sick. Oh, <laughs> I was so ill, but you know, I just won the match. Just cash. Even when I'm ill, even when I'm pregnant, I'm still winning these matches. Like, bitch, talk, chat to me, chat to me. Bad man, I take bad chat. She told them, don't play with me. So she's just like, um, I don't know how I even won the match. And I said, I literally can't play the final, but I need a TUE to take a decongestant. At the end of the day, that's what it is. But I've always been very happy to answer any questions about that. And I've played over 20 years and I've always been extremely honest. That's one thing I take pride on, especially having a daughter and having a kid. I'm never going to be able to look my kid in the eye and say mom cheated or mom did something Um, that was totally irresponsible. And even before that, I've always had that attitude. I've always been that kind of player that if you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me and I'm going to congratulate you. But I'm never ever going to take an advantage and try to take an advantage over someone else because that's not who I am and that will never be who I am. I don't know if you guys caught all of that shade, but I will just tell you where that shade was directed. It was directed at motherfucking Maria Sharap over there because my girl, this Russian Barbie, this mediocre Russian Barbie, she took performance, uh, performance enhancing drugs, performance enhancing drugs for 10 years. And she still could not come for the queen. That is Serena Williams she could not not on her best day she could never imagine taking performance enhancing drugs and fam you're still struggling to be third so that means that you're really shit you know like if I was taking performance enhancing drugs and every time I was coming third I'd be like fam you know what maybe maybe this isn't a shout maybe this isn't a look maybe this isn't a vibe but because Maria Sharap over there likes to be wrong and strong she persisted in her stupidity and I just feel like Serena addressed that. Like, I am not that bitch. You know, I do things with class. When I step up in a place, I win my matches fair and square. When I'm out here winning all these grand slams and all these opens, I'm doing it from a place of excellence. And I need you bitches to understand that and bow down accordingly. You know, she took, um, so if you don't know what TUE is, I'm just going to read it to you. It's a, a therapy. It's... <clears throat> Sorry, it's um, 
um, therapeutic use exemptions. So if you're ill and you need to take a drug, you would have asked, you would have let the um, federation know that you need to take it like, and they're aware. <clears throat> God, yeah. And they're aware. So um, it says here, Therapeutic use exemptions um, are situations where the tour permits an athlete to use an otherwise banned substance. Serena has received TUEs in her career, as re um, as revealed in the 2016 Russian hacking operation. The event she's referring to was the 2015 French Open, where a visibly sick um, Williams battled to the final and won. As revealed in the hack, she had been granted a TUE in, in the second week of the tournament to use the corticosteroid called uh, prednisone. Yeah, prednisone. Um, retroactive ex exemptions are permitted in certain cases, e.g. where emergency treatment was necessary or, um, you know, whatever. So my girl is struggling. Like she is ill. She is ill ill like and this fool that this reporter that actually wrote this article has stated that serena was very very ill she was visibly ill and so therefore she needed this decongestant and that's why she had the tue but she had to take it at the time otherwise she wouldn't feel okay and they backdated it to meet that time like the the the, the tour people the tour federation whoever they were they were aware the committee were aware that she needed this decongestant and the fact is she was gonna win regardless because she's great at what she does now I need you to understand the reason I wanted to give um, um, the straw of the week to um, what's his name? Ben. Um, let me get it up. Ben Bumberclark. Anyway, the reason I wanted to give the straw, uh, straw to this fool is because Rothenberg, that's it. Ben Rothenberg. The reason I wanted to give him the straw is because he puts up a video of Serena Williams having this um this exchange with this woman and he refers to it or this reporter and he refers to it as a heated exchange i need you all if you have not seen the video already to go and watch serena williams have this conversation she's so calm she's saying it as if she's reading a cereal lunchbox she's just like no no that's not what happened i was very very ill at the french open and i don't even know how i won it but i did because <laughs> i'm excellent um and so, yeah, so I needed it for that. So I'm not the kind of person that would ever take drugs. And that's the level that this woman was speaking in. And he referred to it as a heated exchange. Why is it that white men cannot see black women through any other filter other than angry? Angry. Why are you angry? Why are you this? Why are you that? Why can I just not be, you know, quiet? Why can I just not be calm? Like, especially since Serena was so subdued, like she was so calm and serene when she was talking to this woman me a whole me i would have jumped over that table that press conference table before i even knew what i was doing and i'd be like bitch what say that again who told you i took drugs and where i'll be clapping in their face and all sorts i'd be like tell me where bitch but serena wasn't doing that serena was just like no you're incorrect that's not what happened yet even when she does that even when she's calm these people want to refer to her in a manner that that insinuates aggressiveness you know this ben this ben rothenberg pussy pussy clark useless idiot was the same person that he wrote an article saying that 
um, Serena Williams body isn't as desirable as the bodies of other tennis players. Bitch, you don't have to desire my motherfucking body. I feel like because you feel like you're a white man and everyone needs your stamp of approval that you're doing bits. But what you need to understand is with the body that she has, she's beating all of the bitches that you do like. Yeah, she's slaying all of the bitches that you do like. And that's the most important thing that with her body, she's she is great and she is excellent. And I need you to take your your stupid tears take the salt from it let the tears evaporate take the salt from it and season your motherfucking food bitch yeah so that's who the second straw of the week goes out to it goes out to ben rothenberg because he's a fool he's a fool and he's a jealous prick and i find that a lot of white men are jealous of black women and you can't tell me anything different and more so a lot of white men are jealous of serena williams because they they can see the power they can see the expertise they can see the skill they can see the passion they can see the determination the commitment the sheer excellence and it burns them because they will always be motherfucking mediocre and that's you ben rothenberg you are a mediocre little bitch and you need to take that those the, the, all of the straws that you can find on the tennis court and use them use them abundantly on your mother that failed you she failed you because she did not allow you to see that you should celebrate black women you should celebrate women when they are being excellent you should celebrate women in all of their shades and their hues when they are being excellent you fail to be able to do that you're a salty salty bitch so go and take the juice from your mother's vagina and use that to dilute whatever fuckeries you've got going on in your mind that's all i've got to say to you okay that's it that's it for this week i've said all my bits and i hope you've enjoyed this episode and um remember what the star card tells us that we should be in touch with our physical as well as our spiritual and to replenish both to replenish both because you cannot give from an empty vessel so I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind and unofficially known as Wah Wah, Suck Your Mum. So thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow me on at Kalechnikov or at say your mind pod um give me your feedback on hashtag say your mind pod i love to read them and send your letters in to sym at kalechi okafor.com and that's pretty much it i'll put the people mentioned in share your magnificence i'll put them in the captions as well so you can follow them up and you know big them up as well but thank you so so much for listening look after yourselves um and that's you know we'll, we'll catch each other next week it, it's been a vibe it's been a real look peace it's the fence punani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this so sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it hard time scrolling for your long shorts you might learn something you never know let you find and she's one of a kind don't say you mind say